What's up, y'all, and welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Road. We're excited to bring you Season 3, Episode 3, Leaders as Learners on the Leadership with LaToya podcast. And what would our podcast be without our co-host, Mike Wakesness? Hey, Mike, what's up? It's going, man. I'm so excited. It's summer. I've been doing a lot of research, a lot of reading. I've had an opportunity to take a few days off, and it's just been great. One of the things I love about summer is, and especially when I was a principal and a teacher, is I got to really dive deeply into my learning. What about you? Yeah, it's going great so far this summer. I'm really looking forward to uh, all the food coming up for the 4th of July, you know, looks like we always like to talk about the food. So I'm excited about cooking out and having some good food. And also all the same things, the summertime is a great time for learning, diving deeper into something you are thinking about, and also getting that rest because it's really important as leaders that we take time for ourselves to continue learning. That's what we're going to talk about today. But also making sure you take some time to unwind, uh, unwind and Absolutely. Um, so, you know, Mike, this episode is called Leaders as Learners, and I think that's a perfect segue what we just kind of talked about. Talk to me about <clears throat> what do you think happens with leaders as they enter into the leadership role, um, particularly let's talk about principles, um, and something happens in terms of professional development. You know, we always talk about professional development for teachers, um, what kind of professional development they need to implement, what practices. Where do you think the gap is for leaders in that arena? Well, Latoya, I think that the, the big problem is that the leader, you just get caught up in everything you have to do. And if you are a principal, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're going into a principal schedule, you're certainly going to find out. There's just so much everyday things to do that are urgent that take all your attention. And, and we were talking earlier before the podcast, Latoya, you know, you are focused on what you're going to do to your teachers for development, and of course, all that is also important, but uh, one thing that, that we've always tried to make sure we keep our uh, attention to is what are you doing as a leader for yourself as far as professional development? It's really, really easy to fall behind and focus on everyone else's needs, but it's really important, it's crucial, it's critical to focus on your needs to develop yourself as a leader. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things I think that has really helped me with that is my love of reading. And I can remember, Mike, you and I, you know, I think we're both avid readers. I know how much we love to read. And I know how much literacy was important to you as a building leader at both um, your your school, um, at, at the high school level when you were an AP and at the middle school level as a principal. I know what you feel about literacy. I think that love of reading in turn can serve as a self-directed way to professionally develop yourself. Um, but what's what I hear so often from principals is, you know, I just can't find the time. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to have the time to do that reading. Talk to me about how you worked in time as a building leader to develop yourself. So one quote, um, you may remember this play from Dr. Moody, our former superintendent, was, um, if you don't have time to leave, you don't have time to leave. And it's really hard as a principal to find that time, but I think it's crucial. And, I, and, I, and I've heard different things. I've heard some principals set aside a block of time every other day or every day to leave in the office. And I don't know that I ever did that as a principal, but that's one way. If you find you are not having time to develop yourself professionally, 
rebuild your schedule, block off an hour every other day, possibly in the morning when things aren't quite as hectic as they do in the afternoon sometimes, to devote to reading. Other than that, you just have to find the time outside of school. And there's so many different ways to learn out this podcast like this. So uh, this is one way, of course, Twitter, social media. Um, but I just, I reflecting and thinking back as a principal and even now still as a district office, um, administrator, I just, I don't know how you can do this job without devoting time to reading and staying on top of research and friends. Um, I just don't know you could be an effective leader without doing that. Well, you know, Mike, I love that quote. If you don't read, you don't lead. I think it's true. Um, I think that in order to be the best leader you can be, that you owe it to yourself to develop yourself in that way and that the dependence upon your, you know, district or your uh, director or your superintendent to develop you has to be rethought and, 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 and I think it's an opportunity for, for principals and for leaders of all kinds to, to rethink who is responsible for your development as a leader. I think it starts with you. You're responsible because if we wait for others to develop us, we may or may not get developed. And there may or may not be something that we really need to target as in our own personal leadership. So one of the good things about self-directed development is that you have an opportunity to really target those areas that you want to shore up and strengthen um, as a leader. Now, Mike, I have to say to you, you know, I have been sometimes really taken aback by how folks have reacted when we have recommended books to them or we've said, hey, have you checked out this podcast or have you read this article? Um, I've really been taken aback sometimes by folks who say, well, no, I need to read that. You know, I don't really read much or I I don't. I don't, I haven't really looked at that because on one hand I hear leaders saying, you know, I really want to be the best leader I can be. And it's almost like they're waiting for some magic solution to just drop down from the sky. And it often makes me wonder, like, what is your mechanism for improving? Um, and I think one of the things that folks do um, is an attempt in an attempt to get better is they reach out and network to their PLN or maybe they have um, a group of principals who they associate with or leaders or like-minded professionals or like-rolled professionals and they ask them sort of word of mouth you know well, what are you doing here's the problem I'm trying to solve but I really think Mike some of the best work that we did and best networking we built was not only in our conversation with other principals, but talking about what we were learning and what we were reading and how it could be applied. Thoughts? Totally. And, and uh, sorry to cut you off, Latoya. Um, what I like in that, too, is uh, sports. So, you know, we both are very big sports fans, and I used to be a high school baseball coach, and I would have kids say, you know, I want to play at the next level. I want to play college. I like, they say I want to play in the first, but right now I want to play college. That's a great goal to have. You probably all want to play college, but what are you doing? Are you putting the work in? Are you in the weight room lifting weights? Are you taking extra down balls? Are you taking extra batting practice? Are you putting the work in? So when you said about the leaders saying, I want to be the best leader, but then they're not leading, you know, that it's usually someone say, I want to be the very best leader, but are you putting the work in? Are you, are you grinding out as to say in support? So uh, the PLN and asking your colleagues for assistance, that's great. That's wonderful. I've, you know, learned so much from that. But, you know, doing the, reading the research, reading the current uh, literature out there, that's kind of like putting the work in, in a way that you have to do that. That's the foundation. Just like in sports, you got to put that extra work on to move to the next level. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Um, 
I think you're so right. And I love that analogy. So Mike, I have to, I have to like bring this to your attention or, or, or ask you to think about this with me. So, you know, um, leaders as learners, how evident do you think it is sometimes when you have a leader who's trying to implement a practice or tell his or her subordinates or organizational members or teammates something that needs to be done, but they haven't actually learned the practice and, do you need to be, do you need to master everything you try to implement or is it okay to have absolutely no knowledge of it at all? Where's the balance in that? Um, and what do you think are the dangers when a leader is trying to provide, let's say, instructional feedback to a teacher um, on on how to give feedback to students, but they haven't, they haven't acquired that knowledge themselves? I think that's a, a perfect question to, to ponder on, Latoya, and I, I definitely want to hear your thoughts well, um, I think it's, it's pretty evident. And, you know, thinking back to our shared experience at Knox Middle School, um, with, well, you, you said providing feedback. You know, teachers need to provide great positive feedback to the students. Same thing with principals. And we would hear from our teachers a lot saying how helpful our feedback, our feedback was. So it's really hard to uh, implement a change or a strategy if you do not have that background knowledge yourself. So I don't know that you need to be an expert uh, in every single thing you try to roll out to your staff, but you certainly have to have that foundational knowledge or it will quickly become evident that you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I think it's really difficult to give feedback. Um, and I don't mean like specific content feedback. I'm talking about the best practice methodologies and pedagogy around teaching and learning. For example, we know that when teachers give students feedback about what they're learning, and that feedback is targeted, it's specific, it's quality, that it can move student learning to the next level. So I think if you're a leader, you're the principal, and you're unsure of how you ask the right questions to get teachers in a place that they're, they are giving that kind of feedback to their students, then you present yourself um, in a way that doesn't allow you to help improve the practice of those who you are supposed to be supporting. So uh, I think, you know, I agree with you. you. You absolutely cannot be a master at everything, but having some background knowledge is absolutely necessary. And I think the consequence when you don't have any is how does that impact whether or not folks come to you for feedback, whether or not they listen to you for feedback, or they even trust your um, leadership in, in those areas. I, I think that can have a negative impact. Certainly, and I want to just clarify, you know, um, I was in a calculus ABDC class uh, this past school year, and there is no way I could get content-specific feedback to that teacher. I'm in a physics class, there's no way I'm getting content-specific feedback because I don't have that knowledge. And that's perfectly fine, but as a principal of a school, you certainly should have a strong grasp on instructional strategies and teaching and learning, uh, kind of what you were just saying with the pedagogy, to give solid feedback on those items. So I don't want you to think we're saying you have to be a master of all the content out there, because you're not. I um, just work with our print programs, our CTE programs, with the auto mechanics teacher. I certainly practice him how to do a team up, um, but I can talk to him about instructional strategies and pedagogy. Yes, certainly. I think I, I wanted to, to make sure we clarified that. Um, you know, one of the things I'm most thankful, Mike, is that 
in my learning, I've been lucky enough to have someone who loves learning as much as me, and that's you as my thought partner. So one of the things that I think is important as a leader who learns is making sure you're not only learning, but you're sharing what you're, lear you're learning and you're talking about it with somebody else who shares that same interest and can help you think through how you can practically apply what you've learned to your practice every day. Um, and I, I wouldn't be able to do that without your friendship and the friendship of um, several others. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I think that's been a key part in my development. I know I've learned so much from not only what I've read about, but then taking that knowledge and sharing it and applying it and asking other folks what their thoughts are on it. And I think that's an important piece. So leaders, we want to remind you today, make sure above all that you're a learner because learning first is what's important for those who want to lead well. Again, learning first is what's important for those who want to lead well. Until next time, folks, we want to ask you to be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.